Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Inside the League with GM Nelson Lozano. Hey, look, we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. First time that we're doing this whole live experience. of Thank you very much for joining us uh, today. You know, it's going to be pretty simple, right? We're going to go through uh, league news scores, leaderboards, and what's going on. I have a special interview today with the Ashley Jackson, AJ Stryker, um, from Arizona. So thank you again for joining me tonight. And again, uh, we're going to go through a couple things and then we're going to go through the shipyard. And luckily our owner, Jacob Bovet will be there as well. So you'll be able to hear how the game went, uh, his post analysis, a uh, little bit about him because nobody really knows so much about Jacob. And then uh, kind of go through and pack it up. We talk about how the night wings are and what we're expecting there. So sit back, relax, listen up. Uh, we'll go over league news. All right, guys, so the league news today, uh, let's talk about how the scores went for week one. So we had Baltimore versus Atlanta, 32 to Atlanta, uh, getting that win. We have uh, the Fort Worth Toros versus the Houston uh, Hyenas at 26 uh, to 33. Hyenas won that game. Um, the Vancouver Legion and the Tallahassee uh, Cross, 21 to 23, very close game. Valley has to went ahead and uh, beat it out. Uh, we have the uh, uh, Louisiana Revolution, sorry, and the St. Louis Gladiators having a blowout of 30 uh, to 10. So, again, that was a huge game. Then we had the uh, St. Paul of, uh, sorry, St. Paul of Sparrows versus 37 to 7. So, that was another hard nosed game there. Uh, London Knights versus Tulsa Desperado, 17 to 24. Very close game on there. Chicago Wildcats versus the Mexico City Aztecs, 21 to 34. Very close game as well. Then we have uh, the Lone Star Glory versus our Arizona Scorpions, 10 to 24. And then we had the Queen City Corsairs versus the Florida Storm, 17 to 10. A very close game. Then we had Carolina Skyhawks versus the Charleston Predators, 24 to 21. We also had the uh, Las Vegas Fury versus the Denver Nightwings, 20 to 40. That was our huge blowout game. And then shout out to these people for the top passing. We got King from the Chicago. We have uh, Thomas Rahman from the Las Vegas Fury and Brian Destiny of the Atlanta Swarm are the top three when it came down to passing. The top receiving, we have Gabriel Manning of the Tulsa Desperados, Van, uh, sorry, Sean, Shane Van, I apologize if I said that wrong, of the Chicago Wildcats, and then we had Ben, and I'm not going to mess that up, oh, Bo, sorry, Bo, uh, also top of receiving with the Atlanta Swarm, top defense, we have uh, Aaron Lee of the uh, of the Atlanta Swarm, Drew Hilton of the uh, Vancouver Legion, and then our own Frank Champion of the Portland Fleet, top uh, defensive players this week and then special teams want to give a special shout out to special teams and kicking Art Vandelay from the Portland Fleet again Cameron Curtis of Fort Worth Toros and then Ryan Owens of the St. Louis Gladiators were the top three when it came down to special teams and then uh, top kicking uh, we have Shark 
Ooh, I don't want to mess up your name, but Shark Tart, uh, Tartan of the Baltimore Vultures, uh, Nico Cappuccino, and Taco Sicario from the Houston Hyenas and the Fort Worth Toro. So again, those are the folks that were the top three in their respected positions. And then kind of talking about um, the upcoming games. So we got a couple upcoming games coming up on Saturday, July 25th. We have London versus um, Louisiana at 3 p.m. That's going to be on 11 Sports and for the fans. Uh, Queen City Corsair Toros at 5 p.m. These are all Eastern time, by the way, uh, on 11 Sports and for the fans. Lone Star Glory versus Vancouver Legions at 8 p.m., and that will be on Twitch. And then Carolina versus Las Vegas Fury will be at 8.15 on on, uh, YouTube. So you'll have those two games kind of going simultaneous at the same time on Sunday. And also to kind of go back, Saturday, July 25th is my birthday. So that should be a special day there on the 26th. We have Florida and Jacksonville at 1230 on, on 11 Sports and for the fans. Uh, the Charleston Predators versus the Baltimore Vultures at 230. That's on 11 Sports and on for the fans. Atlanta versus Sioux Falls at 430. For on, that's on 11 Sports and for the fans. And then finally, the game of the night, which is Portland versus Denver at 630. And that will be on Twitch. Now, on Monday, this one kind of wraps up. We have three games on Monday. We have uh, Mexico City. Uh, at St. Louis at 7 p.m. on Twitch, we have Houston and uh, versus Arizona at 7:15 on YouTube, and then we have Tulsa versus Chicago at 9:30, and that's on the 11 Sports and for the fans as well. So again, jam-packed weekend that we have coming up. A lot of great games. Of course, I'm looking forward to the Denver versus Portland game, which will be a teacher versus student type of battle between uh, Jeremy Vega and Jacob Ovet. So that should be a very huge game, guys. But, again, every single game will be jam-packed. As you can see, the scores from week one were very close. There were some games that, again, blew out than others, but most of these games were jam-packed with a lot of uh, turnovers, with a lot of touchdowns, with a lot of excitement around. And since uh, football, we have a minute away for real football, this is a great uh, opportunity to go ahead. And if you want to check this out, go on simulationfl.net. If you want to check that out or check us out on the Discord. Now – I do want to talk about uh, what we have coming up next. So we do have a special guest. Um, and with those trumpets, you know what means. we have somebody who's going to be joining us today on the show. Uh, welcome, everybody, Ashley Jackson to the show. So, Ashley, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Now. It's a pleasure. I'm glad. It, look, you gave me my first opportunity when it my own show. So, uh, you know, helping me out and everything and putting me on a platform on your show. Uh, talk about a little bit about your show and when, uh, what's that about and everything else. All right. So my show is called SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. And basically, I cover, I cover the league um, in different aspects. So I like to do the SFL chat around the water cooler talking about the hot topics of the league, whether that's in the Discord chat or just what's going on. Um, I like to also do a quick, like, recap of the week. Um, so, like, basically week one review or, you know, whatever that week is. Um, and then I do interviews. Interviews are my thing. I've always loved meeting new people, getting to know people, experiencing other cultures and things like that. And what I've learned is that you have more in common with people than differences. 
if you just take the time out to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And thanks to you, right, your show has helped out with getting to know different people, right? During the draft, it was a huge thing. I think a lot of GMs tell you that on how thankful we are for you doing these interviews with a lot of these rookies because it allowed us to get to know them without, you know, behind the keyboard, right? Not everybody's able to type the way they speak. So I think that gave a beautiful Mm -hmm. platform for a lot of these rookies. And I think a lot of rookies should thank you as well as myself, right? You gave me a platform to go ahead and speak and be... um, able to share my story so that's great so kind of talking about stories what is your story Ash? you mean like on a personal level or just how i got into the league or well let's let's do how you start with the league um and then we can kind of lead off to how you got to become the gm of the arizona scorpion all right sounds good so when I started the league, um, great friend, Mr. Joshua Williams, uh, told me, hey, Ashley, I know you like football. You know, you we were watching a, a friend of ours game, and he was like, I'm a part of this great league, and I really would like for you to come check it out. So I did. It was the Tallahassee versus Alaska game, and I want to say that was season 11. And, oh, my God, I heard Cam's voice. I believe it was Cam and Andy on the call. As soon as I heard it, I fell in love with it. And then I saw everybody, how everyone was um, interacting and chat. And then I loved how the broadcast team was actually calling people's names and just making them really feel like they were playing the game. And so one day I went on Twitter, and I found Cam. And I told him that originally I wasn't sure about joining the league because I'm a female. I'm not sure if guys going to want a, a girl there. And he was like, oh, yeah, we have another Ashley here, you know, Ashley Rose Cinch. She's been, like, first woman of the league. And, you know, I'm sure she would love to have some company and all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. It's, you know, what, what, you know, what could happen? Yeah. What did happen was that I've met a lot of great people, a lot of great men and women of this community. It's become more of like a family-oriented environment um, for me. Um, because you come with the with the thought of just, hey, we're going to just watch this game. You know, we're watching the simulation going on. But then you stay for the camaraderie. And the brotherhood and sisterhood that you have within the community. Um, With the podcast, I I wanted to contribute to the league. I wanted to do something that was going to get, you know, the fame and notoriety for the league out there. Because I I knew that it could be greater than what it was. And there was an SFL podcast that Jack Brown and I believe um, Ramos Lynn, they were doing for a while, but then they stopped. I wanted to be on that show. But it just never worked out. So I said, well, hey, let me just try it. Let me just go and just do my own podcast and see where it It, it goes leads. from there. So de- yeah. Yes. So December the 28th of 2018 was my very first podcast. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I just threw it on Anchor, and I got 50 plays, and I was like, yes, so maybe I can get, <laughs> you know, get get this off the ground. But through all the nervousness, through all the trials and tribulations, it's been one of the best things that I could say that I've ever done. And I never thought I would be a podcaster, for one. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, what you've been able to do, like I said, I don't want to sell you short because what you have done is bridged a lot of these 
I don't want to say gaps, right? But I'm able to get to meet people and know people and share that. And I think your wisdom that we were talking off air, right? But we were talking about the wisdom that you have, which is a lot of this knowledge. And I think that's really missing in this. And um, I want to thank you for taking the opportunity to create this podcast um, just because you've done an amazing job with what you have. And I think you're going to do amazing things even more. And I think when I saw you on, I can't remember which advertisement it was, but when I saw you on there and then now to know that I'm, I'm friends with you and I get to talk to you and whenever I need help, you're there. It's been an amazing experience on my end, um, which I think is great. Anytime, Nelson. You know, I got you. And I know you, you expressed to me that you wanted to do this. So I'm going to be there to help you and anybody else that wants to, to, to get their voice out there. That was always my intention because a lot of times we overlook people because you're so focused on getting that top story, the most popular player, the most, you know, um, hot topic. But there's also... it's. It's more than that that makes up the league, and that was my thing. I wanted to get people's story like Sean McMichaels out there, you know, T.J. Yeah. Um, Arthur. All of those people, like you probably wouldn't hear from in a normal circumstance, just give them a voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I could help all of you, you know. Um, yeah. For the GM thing, for me being GM to uh, in Tulsa, I mean, I'm sorry, I was, I was actually... At um, Tulsa, right? So you OGM. started at Tulsa yeah. before, right? Started. So how did how did that happen? Let's start with there first, because I want to go through your journey, um, because that's where I okay. saw you on the advertisement, right? When you were the quarterback of Tulsa, and um, yeah. how did that happen? Seeing it on the couch and seeing it from there to them being a star quarterback for the Tulsa Desperados. <laughs> well... Actually, that wasn't my original position. And if anyone has ever listened to the show, I would always tell them that in the rookie showcase, there was only one game. There wasn't eight games like the past SFL MC. We only had one game of showcase our talent. And when I started the league, I wanted to be a wide receiver or a defensive end. But Dion Hawkins, the owner of Tulsa, came to me and said, Hey, Ashley, I really would like to see you at quarterback. And I was wondering if you'd like to do it. And I was like, What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. And it is. And, you know, when they chose me, my heart leapt, and I saw the surprise on Cam and everybody on the panel's face because they knew, they thought that I was going to get taken in the first round, but not as quarterback. So that was awesome. Um, That's amazing. So, And which draft was that, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? This was draft season 12. Season 12, okay. All right. Yes. And so, so then you went ahead, that, um, and my bad, Ashley, just one quick question for you, too. Did you play in the rookie showcase as a quarterback? I played in the rookie showcase as a wide receiver, got a touchdown. I had hands and everything. It was uh, amazing. <laughs> well, the, that star power <laughs> went from that star power went from your from wide receiver to quarterback now. So I know definitely you were able to transition to that. But yeah, so you so we got season twelve, get drafted. Mm-hmm. Now you're with Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So how did that go? So with Tulsa, they will always be my heart. You know where they started. They they were the first ones to pick me up. I had a lot of teams say that they would. You know, and I guess. I didn't fall to some of them, and some of them just kind of overlooked me. So I will always be grateful for Tulsa and even for what they stand for. Um, But sometimes 
you know, I was with them for two seasons, and I kind of wanted to test the waters and see, explore other teams, explore other locker rooms, and just see what it was like. Um, while we did have a little bit of differences over there, I still left with a lot of love in my heart for those guys, and they know exactly how I feel. Um, as soon as I hit free agency, though, Eddie came and just like, hey, Ashley, I need a quarterback. You know, and I've been watching you play, and I think that you're going to be a great addition. I listen to your podcast. I think you're going to be great for this team. And, you know, I would also like for you to be my co-GM because Tanner Hendricks was the original GM when we first started. And um, I was like, cool, fine. I'd be willing to help. Fast forward to this season, um, I was promoted to the GM role as Tanner moved on, and I have Manny Kanaka as my co-GM, and we've been just trying to knock things out the park, trying to hire the best people, trying to help Eddie as much as he can because he has taken over the offense and the defense, but more yeah. of his time is spent during playbooks, so we got to make sure that the team is good with progressions and making sure everybody is um, um, historical stats are in, that kind of thing. Yeah, and look, I think that story is amazing, Ashley. And to know where you started from to where you're at now, um, amazing story. And I, I know you're gonna do even bigger things. And uh, you know, I do want to shout out to Eddie. It's like every time I, I hear his name, I have to say "What up, though," uh, to Mister What Up Though himself, <laughs> Eddie Gage. Um, and you know, Eddie, Eddie too has been somebody who. I admire and, and, and I really hold in high standards just because of the way he carries himself. He's very transparent. Um, and that's really hard to find, right? Especially when we're doing this behind a computer screen, it's hard to show that transparency and it's hard to be genuine. But every time I hit up Eddie or I speak to him, it's always in high regards. And, and I always do appreciate that. That's probably why I always like to pay homage when I do get an opportunity to, to your owner uh, because of the way he carries himself and the way he holds himself. So, being a GM now and kind of walking through that experience that you went through, um, what are some of the things you learned throughout the whole league, not just being a GM, but what have you learned being in this league um, that you kind of want to share with folks? I learned to be brave um, because when you're doing podcasts, when you're speaking to people, anything can go wrong, especially if you're doing anything live or recorded sometimes things don't go right some there has been one time I actually recorded a whole podcast on mute and then I sent it <laughs> you know <laughs> so it was a lot of <laughs> a, a lot, lot of, of growing pains right a lot of growing pains um I've also um like learned about different cultures from different people we have a lot of servicemen um, from the military that's in the league. So uh, hearing their stories, learned a lot about the service, learned a lot about just people in general, how they are before they go in. You know, some of the things that they go through while they're there and then seeing the results of that afterwards. Um, and I think the main thing is just I, I enjoy having the opportunity to do and try things that I would not do in my normal life for instance podcasting I did I, I, um, I was also a broadcaster I've done stats I'm on the beat team I'm on the competition committee so it's like a lot of different things if you choose to do it the, the opportunity is there for you to grow and I appreciate the league for that because it's teaching me trades it's teaching me something that I could actually use in real life who knows I mean I know how to make a highlight reel now because 
of my time in the league. So I might be working for ESPN one day. You never know. <laughs> hey, you know what? That That's honestly the truth, right? I think, again, uh, with the growth that I've seen, right, through just one season. I've only been with the SFL for one season, season 14. But to see the growth from season 14 to season 15 has been night and day. And to know what the league can potentially be, who knows? You're 100% right, right? It could be um, in the future having that type of uh, where we have that that connection with ESPN, right? Like you never know where this will take you. And I think to speak about the skills that you've learned have been amazing in that period of time to know like, hey, there is more that you can do with this league. You don't just have to be a player. You can be anything you want. I think, again, the diversity that you speak of um, the women that we have involved in the league, the men, uh, the folks who are disabled, the folks who are in military, so many things have just been uh, amazing to kind of kind of see. And, and, and you're right, get to connect with people. I think it's a huge thing. Now, we, I don't want to skip the who uh, you are, right? Um, but share a little bit about yourself, Ashley. So who are you? <laughs> Well, um, I am an Atlanta native. I've been here all my life. I am 36 years old, married with two children, boy and a girl, beautiful. Um, let's see. You know, it's funny because when you asked this, I knew you were going to ask me this question, and I'm so <laughs> used to asking this question to everybody else and just... <laughs> <laughs> you used to be on the other side of it. I, was, I know. Yes, yes. <laughs> So it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet though. Um, I am a musician. I've played the flute from fourth grade all the way up until twelfth grade. I'm learning how to play oh, wow. the guitar right now. Just love music. That's why if you hear my podcast, I'm always featuring some kind of music. Yeah, um, that's where I I took this from you. Where the background music you're hearing now, I made sure to get something <laughs> that was uh, easy to speak to, made this fun, made it more comfortable since you know doing this together so um i did take this from you so i will say ashley jackson is the reason why i have music in my podcast <laughs> well hey I'm, I'm glad you did it i'm glad you did it <laughs> it does bring it's almost like um something that kind of holds or binds everything together you know the conversation yeah. um but yeah so graduated top honors at, uh, in, out of high school unfortunately never went to college um, I decided to take a different path in life and I decided to get married and have a family first and that kind of stuff so it's been a wonderful experience um, and basically I'm finding myself in my 30s just trying to find out who I am yeah. you know trying to find out what Ashley likes you know what what path Ashley wants to go that kind of thing because um, yeah. it's so much but it's, it's, it's what you can do. And I'm going to tell you, it's, uh, I relate to that a lot, right? Especially how my birthday is actually just coming up uh, on this, this Saturday yes. coming up, right? And um, I'm going to tell you through my journeys going into my 30s, um, that's something that I'm like, you know what? Time is still there. I, I still got to find out who I am, what am I about, and what am I able to contribute um, before everything's said and done. And and I relate with you on that, right? I think trying to figure out who you are and knowing that the game's not over until the whistle blows, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's really huge. And you find out who you are through life, just life experiences and everything else. But then you realize, man, I kind of like this, right? 
And um, mm-hmm. honestly, if it wasn't for me taking the time of doing so, um, I would have never found this. And, and, and now you see me having a live show with you. It's been amazing. Now, uh, one thing I do want to ask you is share me, because you, you've been around since season 12. What's your best SFL story? Like your best, something that just comes to your head and just makes you smile because you're like, man, I need to talk about this. It's that's kind of hard to just pick one, but I will say the being at the SFL convention was an amazing moment to be able to actually see the people that you talk to in the chat and be able to experience watching the game with them on a big screen and getting their live reactions. Oh my God. So Carolina was playing and I, I know I've told this story uh, probably a couple times. But I've Carolina was so. playing, is, and you're I gonna have a first audience member listening <laughs> to your story. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, so it was funny because um, I forget who Carolina was playing during the convention, but I believe it was one of the either the first or second play. Harish Prasad gets hurt, and he's just laid out on the field, and we're like, "Okay, get up, man, get up." And he didn't. I think he he broke his leg or something like that in the game. Harry, I look on the floor, and Harish is laid out on the floor just like his character is on the screen <laughs> because he's in shock and awe that <laughs> the game just started and he's not playing anymore. <laughs> that moment, but every time I think about that, I, I swear, I'm smiling ear to ear right now from it because it was hilarious to see. And then I actually had um, a quarterback scramble. It was unexpected, and I I guess I saw a lane, and I decided to take it. And I got yeah. the first down, but it was so slow. I was running so <laughs> And you're like, come so on, get, just go faster. <laughs> Can I get a boost? <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, that was a couple, yeah. And, and you know what? I, so, yeah, that's from a good me, and me looking through and, and with the whole draft experience that we had where we were able to see everybody's camera, I'm going to tell you that Harish Prasad is a very entertaining guy, right? He just, yeah. when I, been, I was watching, because, you know, you can see everybody's cameras, right? And, and they would choose whoever's the first person there. And he was like, hey, what's up? And, you know, he was playing his games and whatnot and just cool as a cucumber, right? And um, I think, again, his personality very it does show. And it does sound like just, seeing what I've seen on on camera of him that sounds like something he would do um and how was the mm-hmm. convention by the way right we we didn't get to have it this year because of the whole COVID situation but ex- yeah. for those who don't know how is that like what is that whole experience with the convention okay so I've only been to one that was the one last year but they've actually had it before the very first one was in Dallas Texas and um the convention basically is a great way for you to travel, get out, you know, and mingle with your brothers and sisters of the league. So it's fun field. It's usually a weekend, and Friday they do the Hall of Fame Awards and Hall of Fame inductees. And then Saturday and Sunday is when most of the games are played, and then you're actually able to sit at one of the venues that they selected. We were actually at a venue that had multiple offices and multiple rooms and the room that we were in this year or last year I should say was a big room with white boards that you can leave messages on and then you have multiple screens and couches and 
cheers and everything. So it was really nice. And then you had the coffee bar outside. So wherever they choose to have the convention, they make sure that it's very nice that you be able to be entertained and that you'll yeah. be able to have a, a great time. And you can bring your family, too. That's a great thing, too. It does, it's not just league members. They're bringing their wives, their children, um, everybody that comes in. I met basically the whole Atlanta team there. <laughs> they had a great turnout. <laughs> um, wow. So it was it was awesome to see. And yeah, and I really of- wanted this year to kind of go through that. And uh, it sucks that what we had happen happened. But I wanted to share that with you guys because, again, now being introduced into the league, I share a lot of time with you guys, regardless whether it's, you know, on the phone or through Discord or whatever the case may be. We still share time with one another. And I thought that would be a really cool experience to go down there and meet the folks that we talk to daily. Um which sucks, but we, we, you know what? Safety first. At the end of the day, if we practice what we got to practice, we'll, we'll be able to share these experiences going into next year, um, which I'll be happy about. But speaking about kind of like the future, Ashley, what are some of the goals that you want to be able to accomplish personally as well as professionally with the league? Hmm. So personal goals, I would like to see where this podcasting thing takes me. I would actually like to be on radio if that is, <clears throat> if it's something that would ever fall, you know, my way. Um, You're on radio now. Like a, <laughs> what? That's true. That's true. But like, <laughs> as a real job, that'd be awesome, right? Yeah. Um, that just to see kind of like where my talents will take me in the future because. Sometimes things fall into place for a particular reason. You're given a voice and a platform to maybe say a specific thing. Maybe I'm doing that. Maybe I haven't done it yet. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out. Um, I would like to eventually, with this virus thing, I'm not sure, but I would like to go to school um, to be a physical therapist. I know that was one of my dreams. Um because I like helping people. I love people, period. I've been in the service industry as a server and manager for like 16 years, so I just love people. Yeah. Um, and you have to in those types of jobs. Oh, you do. You do. Um, with the SFL, though, um, I I just want to grow as they grow. I mean, I, I want to continue to do the podcast. I already do a lot now. Um <laughs> So I can't imagine what else could be down the pipeline. Someone was saying that maybe I should try to be an owner. I'm like, no. You don't think self-owning a team, Ashley? Oh, my God. I think that I could. I think that I'm perfectly capable of doing it. However, I want to keep all of my hair. So (laughs) (laughs) this afro I have, I want to keep it. So I don't know if I'm going to be hitting the owner's shoes. But, you know, just be around to um, help my team out as much as possible. Apparently, I already have a lifetime contract. So, (laughs) 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 So, you know, I'm just going to just just ride the wheels until it falls off. I mean, I'm already a part of the competition committee and beat writing team and stats. I probably will dive down into... Uh, broadcasting again at some point um, as soon as I can get a little bit more comfortable with the play calling you know I, I do okay I've actually kind of things like that. yes 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 I don't want to go in there and be like uh, uh even though I have tried it like I said I've tried it once and it wasn't bad but I definitely know that I need practice 
<laughs> Do you remember what game that but, was um, that you brought that you uh, were broadcasting part of the broadcasting team? Oh, I know it was the Vancouver. I think it was Vancouver versus St. Louis, and it was season thirteen. Okay, we're gonna have to check that out. I don't remember the see, actual. See if we can go back. And yeah, see. maybe I shouldn't have said anything, Lord. <laughs> No, look, this is this this is part of the things that I love, right? Like I love getting this information because I'm gonna tell you, when you come in at this point in time, you don't get to see those type of things. We don't get to see the growth sure. that you, you saw in season twelve to season fifteen. We don't we don't get to see any things. And again, for me, and I'm pretty sure there's other people who think the same way. We would love to hear these stories. We, even if you messed up in that broadcast, I would love to see it because then that would just show me the growth that you've had from the Ashley Jackson of season 15 to the Ashley Jackson of, of season 12 and seeing that growth and, and being in your corner and saying, hey, I know this woman from this point in time and she's done amazing things. And I think sometimes a, a wise person told me you have to look back. And you have to see the path that you've created. Because if you don't, then sometimes you miss some of the great things you've been able to accomplish. So, um, You are right. You are definitely right about that. Because I didn't realize that I had almost 100 episodes of my podcast until I literally oh, wow. took the time out to look back and just see and count them. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, you're right. Yeah. And the- and and again, what are you where you're now at with your podcast? Like, how many views are you getting now on average? On average, I get about a hundred, and that's Ooh. a combination of on YouTube and on um, Anchor because I have people that are on my Twitter that are blind, and of course they can't see the podcast, but they love they they found me on Anchor, and so. Yeah. I originally thought I was just going to leave Anchor alone and then just switch over to YouTube solo. But I was like, no, I'm just going to go ahead and just take the time out to do both. So I extract the audio from my videos and put it on Anchor. So it's the same thing. I try to send them on at the same time so everybody can enjoy it. Yeah. And, and again, Ashley, like, um, I, I love the combination you have, which is with the YouTube channel, uh, which, again, please plug in your YouTube channel, your podcast, because, again, without you, uh, Inside the League would never exist. And for the time that you've taken to teach me how to use Anchor, to I could grow as a person myself, I want to thank you. So please take this time to go ahead and plug in that YouTube channel and that podcast so people can follow you for the future. Absolutely. So if you want to hear and see the podcast, you can go to um, actually wherever podcasts are listened to, like Anchor, Apple, um, Radio Public, to actually listen to AJ um, SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. And you can go to the Arizona Scorpions um, football page. And you can actually see SFL Nice with AJ Stryker on that. I believe that if you go on the Simulation Football League website, they have actually started liking the videos that we're doing, the podcast that we're doing. And so you may be able to actually find some of my shows on the actual website as well. All right. Well, there you go. If you ever need to listen to more SFL content, because I'm going to let you know I can't get enough of it, uh, you have now a couple 
sources to check out uh, because I promise you you'll get the information, but too you'll enjoy every minute of it. Actually, I I, I want to say thank you for that. So um, we kind of talked about you know what you're doing and everything, and my question originally was where do you see yourself in two seasons, um, and you can still give me that, but let's talk about where did you expect yourself being from the beginning to now so with all the great things that you're involved in um when you first started what was that initial goal and then how has that changed now going into these future seasons so my initial goal was just to be a player and to have fun but as i became more engulfed in the league, I found that there is opportunities for me to try out different things. And so I just took the opportunity to do it. I wasn't afraid to fail. I wasn't afraid to try it. Um, because you never know what it might lead and you never know what you may develop a, a liking for. So that was my thing. I just started off as being a player and then I gradually got into the beat writing. Then I gradually got into wanted to do the broadcasting and everything like and it, it kind of just like snowball next thing I know I have about six or seven different hats somewhere <laughs> you know and yeah it, it is easy to do when you when you are like this is SFL is the only hobby that I really have like I yeah. just go to work <laughs> take care of my family so like this is the only outlet that I really have so I really enjoy it and yeah. it, I want to do all that I can to just make sure everybody can understand why through what I do yeah and and I'm gonna tell you it's uh it's the same thing with me I'm having those uh this be kind of my outlet to to doing um you know it just, just this is my outlet and I appreciate it and I do want to share out to our uh spouses our significant others and everything else to allow us mm-hmm. this time right because again this cuts into the family time right now I'm cooking a chicken <laughs> my wife is watching this chicken to make sure it doesn't burn um, just so I can have my time uh, appreciating the league that, that I'm in so um, that's like I said your growth has been amazing Ashley and I know you'll do amazing things even more I know this is not the end of you nor is it going to be um, but I, I think again just understanding that and, and really uh, seeing where you came from it's really huge right um, now the other thing that I'd like to know is, well, how did you think a week one went? Like, what were week one reactions? Did you did you get any surprises? Did you feel? And we're not talking specifically about the games, right? Because you and me could probably go all night speaking about our two games. <laughs> but overall, <laughs> give me your give me your 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 just how your week one went. Like just everything in general. Week week one. Um, overall, I thought went amazing. I really enjoyed seeing all of the SFLM rookies that I talked to on the podcast um, actually take their spot on the field and make great plays, fantastic performances all around. Um, while, of course, our individual games didn't go the way we originally planned, it was just yeah. good to be out there on the field because we've been waiting for so long. You know, we've been waiting to go out there and, you know, showcase our talents and showcase the new players and everything that we got during the draft and during the off season and stuff like that. So it was really good to see everything come to fruition like that. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of the hard work we put in the off season, right? Like this, as absolutely. much as it is a, um, 
a, a game. This this took a lot of time. I, I could just imagine what you and Eddie and your co-GM, what you guys went through just leading off. Because at the end of the day, yes, you might not have as many drastics, but I know you did the work for the for the supplemental picks that you did have to to get. And mm-hmm. I think people don't really see that aspect as general managers, what we have to do to go through it. And um, I'm very thankful for, for, for Jacob, for Mel, um, mm-hmm. for, for spending those times to really be like, hey, you know, going back and forth and speaking to countless, countless rookies. I think I spoke to no lot, like almost 200 rookies. And mind you, we yeah. had, yes, the most picks um, that we needed <clears throat> to fill. But that was still a lot of work that needed to be done. And that was a lot of in-between work. You know, if I got a Discord message and it was someone waiting to talk to, I was quick back on there like, oh, let me get two seconds to let you know that I'm at work. And um, I think, again, a lot of that hard work that you, you put in, which I know you did, uh, because, you know, the draft experience was so smooth for a lot of teams. And it just showed the effort that was put in to make sure that you pick the right people to build up your your foundation. And one thing that I want to give kudos to Arizona, you guys retained a lot of your players, correct? We retained a lot of them. We retained um, all but four. And, and then with big. the expansion, with the expansion, you know, we had some new slots to fill and things like that. But... Um, yeah, it was it was a really good experience to be able to talk to. Now, being the actual GM versus a co-GM is two totally different things because when you wear the GM hat, you literally do have to talk to everybody. Like, I, I totally <laughs> agree with you. We definitely talk to hundreds of people. And when your board gets smashed up, like, I'm going I'm to be real with you. Denver, you know, it seemed like they were in, they were looking at my board the whole time. Hell, oh, she wants this one? Yep, let me go ahead and get that one. Oh, you want that one? Uh, yep, give me that one too. So I'm like, okay, cool. But who we got, I am so, so grateful for, and I'm so happy with Cliff and <clears throat> with Nick and with Sean, and a great addition to the team. Great locker room. Um, Great locker room guys, always there, you know, making sure that we need everything. Cliff is doing all the graphics, you know, for Arizona right now, so that's been amazing. Nick has been writing articles um, on our blog page that we have now about the about the games, about about everybody that's on the team. So we were looking for more than just players. We were looking for somebody that was going to also bring value in a different way. And they 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 have so I will yeah. be forever grateful for them for doing that you know for coming to us. And that's your stamp right um, there, yeah, right? That's gonna be forever of your of your history with the Arizona Scorpions. That will be forever cemented with you and your co GM and Eddie and everything. So I, I, I trust me, the draft went and we were able to get everybody we wanted, which I I am happy for. Yes, some people felt other teams. Yeah. That we wanted, right? But for the most part, this draft went exactly how we wanted. And I'm thankful for every single one of those players. Every uh, body that we got from, and I don't want to, there's so many players, I don't want to miss a person, right? But they know this draft class meant so much to us. And, you know, again, the, the goal of this draft was to build our foundation. Once we had our foundation, players that wanted to be at Portland, we understood from there. It was just the sky's the limit from there. So, Week one, you got to see your people on the field. You got to see people play. Um, did you have anything that really stuck out to you? Like, man, I did not expect that. 
I mean, it's kind of hard to say because when you, especially week one, you don't know what you're going to get because you can try to prepare for someone's team and they're, you're more than likely not using the same same playbook that you used last season. So I find it very difficult for coaches and owners to be able to prepare for week one because you just don't know what the other person is going to do. So, you know, with the recap of the playoff games with Baltimore and Atlanta, you know, I kind of figured that Atlanta was going to win because they're just the hot ticket right now. They're champions. they got a lot of things going on um, that are positive for them, you know. Not to say Baltimore didn't, but I think that, you know, Atlanta just had that momentum going into it um, with um, with Glory and the Scorpions. I very surprised. I didn't know that we were not going to score a point within the first, you know, the first half. I was at least hoping to throw a, you know, a couple touchdowns or something. Um, but that was not the way it, it worked out for us. I actually threw a couple interceptions instead. But hey, week one. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Week Um, one is where you get those kinks out. So whatever happens in week one, you're just shaking off the rust. You know, you're just getting back to the groove of everything. Yes, I told them that I have to, you know, just install some glasses in my helmet right on my visor so I can see where I'm throwing sometimes. But you know, (laughs) it could have been it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, I mean, I have fun. I mean, even watching, it seemed like. Kim did a really good job with the pairings because it seemed like these were all teams that have battled each other in big, in like big battles, like um, Alaska and, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville was formerly Tallahassee. So Alaska, I'm sorry, I keep saying Alaska, but a Florida storm. Oh, Lord. See? It's okay because <laughs> you know how, how so, interconnected that is. I even think that's something that's happening now that, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. let's let's get this a little bit down. So we got week one down. Week two, do you have any predictions yeah. or anything that you want to see going into week two? Uh, I would like to see us win week two against Houston, definitely. <laughs> for one. <laughs> um, no, I understand. That. I understand getting a win. Look, I want to win against Denver, so I'm pushing for that. So trust me, I, I feel you on that same boat. Definitely. Um, and it's a few matchups, you know, that I think is going to be good. Uh, I, I actually have a podcast that's coming out. Hopefully tonight it's exporting right now where I pick, you know, did my picks for week two. And I, you know, I chose Louisiana <clears throat> um, to win. I think I chose, of course, uh, let's see if I can remember some off the top of my head. I think I chose you Denver you chose to win Portland, their game. Right? I, I believe I did Portland choose too? Portland, Nelson. Yep, yep. <laughs> I sure did, yep. <laughs> all right, awesome. That that means that we're good then. Anybody else you say it's all it's all gravy. It's all gravy, right? But yeah, so that I'm definitely looking forward to our matchup because Eddie and um Demond, you know, they used to work together. They were, you know, together for a long time before Eddie got his team so just to be able to see how that is going to play out will be awesome because I believe our last meeting the last meeting we had they won by like two points so it'll be interesting to see how Eddie has changed the playbooks to be able to counteract that um yeah but yeah I think I'm all looking, I, I try right to now. 
Definitely. I try to actually attend all the games, though, even if it's for like five minutes to throughout the whole thing, just because I, I want to see the excitement for everybody and just to kind of see where everyone is with their game plans. And then I just love watching the league. I love watching everything grow. So I'm looking forward to all the games just to see how, see how right I'm going to be <laughs> with my picks. <laughs> Well, it, you at least and, will have um, two down with the Arizona and Portland, and the rest will see how they go. There you but go. Um, there you again, go. Ashley, look, I, I appreciate you spending the time and everything with me. I do want to let you share your final thoughts, just like you do on your podcast, right? Final thoughts, things that you want to share, uh, and that you want to give in uh, for the final time. Um, the floor is yours. Well, thank you so much, Nelson. I really do appreciate the time that you've given me, you know, just to be able to get my story out there a bit because I don't actually get a chance to be interviewed a lot, Um, probably because I stay so busy. Things just, you know, don't happen like that. So I appreciate your time and, you know, your efforts. Um, To anybody that wants to get involved in the league besides being a player, just reach out. To, you can reach out to me and I'll tell you where to go um, or just reach out to different people and let them know what your intentions are and people will definitely guide you in the right direction don't be afraid to try something different don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone because you never know where that could lead I'm a three time community ambassador and I never thought that I would get it the first time, first off, but now three times? Come on, man. And I just want to take the time out to thank the the entire community for that. That's an honor. And I'm literally getting ready to tear up right now because y'all don't understand how much that really means to me um, for the work that I do, you know, because I really do have a love for this league and I have a love for all the people that I talk to, just trying to get to know everybody, so... Yeah, and you can see, you. AJ, right, with your work, with your work and what you've been able to accomplish and what you've been able to inspire. There's a reason why you won it three times, um, and we're going for a fourth, right? So, again, <laughs> Ashley, thank you again for taking the time out tonight. I appreciate it. I'll be listening to your podcast when it drops. Um, again, uh, check her out. Check her out on on Anchor. Check her out on YouTube. Uh, follow them on Twitter, right? Uh, the uh, I think it should be... What, what, handle do you know that at the top of your head it is at SFL AZ Scorpions on perfect. all media outlets alright perfect so Twitter, so again, Snapchat, IG mm-hmm. and hopefully too if you want to follow Portland you know it's at SFL underscore fleet um, for, for our stuff as well but Ashley thank you again I appreciate it um, again thank you again for taking out the time um, and allowing allowing to share some of this stuff that you did tonight. Hey, if you need me on, please let me know. I'll always be available for you. Yeah, we'll we'll, okay. we'll, we'll definitely do that, and I think it's going to be that history nice. episode that we're going to do together. So, uh, <laughs> thank Love you again, it. Ashley. Love you have it. a wonderful night. Thank you again. You too. Anytime. So again, guys, thank you to Ashley for what she's able to do. Uh, now we're going to get to uh, the shipyard and kind of go through and, uh, and, and set that up. So uh, listen to our chant song and then we'll go from there.
All right, folks, welcome to this segment. Welcome to the shipyard. Um, I do want to go ahead and welcome the amazing, the owner, the, um, what are you, the defensive coordinator, the everything for the Portland fleet, Jacob Ovette. How you doing? What's going on, Nelson? How's it going, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, here just enjoying the platform you have given me, uh, to be able to speak my mind and, and, uh, and hopefully I'm, I'm holding you down greatly. And we also have Mel Davis, our director of player personnel, our offensive coordinator. Mel, how you doing tonight? Outstanding, brother. Good to be with you this evening. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking out the time. Jacob, I do want to give you the floor is yours. I do want you to uh, do, you know, whatever you like, address the, you know, address the team, address your fans, address whatever you like. The floor is all yours, sir. Man, you know, Nelson, I don't know how you did this. I don't know how you pulled myself and and Mel away on a Thursday, uh, the night before playbooks are due. Man, you you be, being the GM and you pulling a lot of strings to uh, get Mel and, and, and myself. But, uh, you know, I just want to let people know kind of who I am, Nelson, um, kind of how, how I came up through the uh, ranks here. Um, in the SFL, um, because I, I am one of those quiet owners that uh, don't kind of boisterous th- themselves out there. I was on uh, Ashley Jackson's show. I, I, I see that, that she popped on here. Um, I came on, on her show as a rising star. I came on her show as, uh, you know, a offensive coordinator for, for, for Denver. Um, and then I, I told her that I was also putting in my bid for the uh, Portland fleet at that time. I didn't know what the name was. So uh, actually, I'm sorry. I haven't came back on and, uh, um, you know, uh, talked about the fleet uh, on your amazing show. But, uh, you know, I started in season 14 um, as a rookie, you know, I I opted out of the draft back then and, and took my, my shot at uh, hopefully a team picking me up. Um, Jeremy Vega, of the uh, Denver Nightwings um, knocked on my door and said, Hey, I see what you're doing in Sims. Let's see, you know, if, if you can go through this regiment of, uh, of what I want, when I want and how I want it. And in the time frame that I want it, and we will uh, discuss a, a contract. Um, I guess I passed those tests because game four against Las Vegas, I became the uh, head coach and the uh, offensive coordinator of the uh, Denver Nightwings. Um, missed the playoffs by one game thanks to Jacksonville. Um, and then I did my bid for the uh, fleet. Um, at, at no time did I think that I would be sitting here um, in the owner's office while you're in your GM office. Why are we not doing this together? Why, why aren't you in my <laughs> office or I'm not in yours? Um, I, I think, again, uh, just for uh for people to know you know i, I want to be there which i want to give you a big old bear hug right for the opportunity you've given me uh but just safety precautions at the moment you know we just couldn't oh, have this right. show together at, in the same office unfortunately gotcha gotcha and then mel you know every light in the house is on right now you know i it, uh, it's cool you know you got i i see mel's lights on he's burning the midnight oil you know you're burning the midnight oil um <laughs> But, uh, you know, at, at no time did, did I think that I was going to get this franchise. Um, I was a long shot. 
my owner told me I was a long shot. They're like, hey, Jacob, you are about the furthest thing away from getting a franchise. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to do what I need to do to uh, be, be successful. Um, and I kept asking owners, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Uh, what am I doing wrong? How, how, can, I, um, how can I better myself? And, and just, I think, me, you know, asking questions and, and everything else like that. So for, for any new franchises out there that, that want to become part of the uh, SFL family, you know, I, I, I'm ears. I, I'm always here. I'm always willing to help because I know what it takes to be a rookie and then get a franchise. You know, it, it was a lot of hard work and uh, a, a lot of dedication. Um, I did get granted uh, the uh, Portland fleet at the uh, championship game. Um, I jumped up and down for joy. I, as, as the interview with, when Cam interviewed me, I was tongue tied. And as you know, me, I don't generally get much tongue tied. So it's just, Hey, here, here I am. Um, you know, going through the off season, um, hiring you, um, you know, my, uh, uh, my offensive coordinator, um, and uh, he, he kind of reached me out to you, and we started chopping it up a little bit, and like-minded people, like-minded people. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest is, is writing on the wall. Um, I couldn't have a better general manager, um, and that's just not me saying this because I'm on your show or because you're <laughs> in the office right next to me. Um, but, I might have to call uh, HR you if are. there's anything you, else. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I do see the uh, Snicker bar. That, that, that you slipped under my uh, computer for me to say that, so I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you, know, um, you, gotta, you gotta make sure you pay your dues. <laughs> or, or is that because I was acting like a Karen earlier? I, I, I can't remember. So you know, I, I had to, you know, break it into a uh, a, a Snickers to uh, become myself yeah, because playbooks are playbooks are due, and I'm on a radio show, you know. And Mel's thinking, "Hey, and I get suckered in this." I'm like, "Well." We in the shipyard, baby. Um, yeah, you tell you tell him it was part of so, that contract that he signed. <laughs> right. It was in the fine and lines. So, he didn't see it. Yeah, fine print, Mel. Do you, do you see that down there, Mel? The uh, fine print. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah, definitely. All right, all right, cool. Um, so it was just, uh, and then, you know, Mel w- was uh, from Denver. We started chopping it up. He started helping me. Um, you know, with, with, with some game film and, and uh, again, like-minded people. And uh, I couldn't, again, and not because he's on the other side of me, um, again, I couldn't ask for a better uh, offensive coordinator. I couldn't ask for a better uh, director of player personnel. Um, I, can't, I couldn't even ask for a better friend. Um, and same thing with, with, with you, Nelson. Um, it may say owner on my door. But every single person that is part of this Portland Fleet team owns part of it. And I think that's what's special about this uh, particular team number. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think, again, what you've been able to do, and I've I've told you um, every time we talk, because we talk at least daily, right, whether it's a text message, whether it's a phone call, uh, we do speak daily. And and I've told you before, the thing that we uh, definitely do commend you as an owner is allowing us to take a part of this. Uh, of this journey, right? And to take pieces and, and you trust us, right? You don't micromanage anything. You don't sit there and be like, hey, you know, you got to do it my way. You make this a collaborative experience. And 
that's why again your your successes and your wins are our successes and our wins because we do this as a team and um that's very rare to find in an organization that you have um an owner who is like that and twitch you're not a pushover it by any stretch of the imagination when you believe in something <laughs> no. you believe in it. but uh you are collaborative and you trust us and you'll say, hey, Nelson, I need this done, and you'll allow me to do it the way that Nelson sees fit and present it to you. And if there's any kind of feedback that I need, you make sure that I get that. Um, that's huge. That's yeah. big, and that speaks highly on the leadership that you bring. And I think, again, people don't know that about you. You're right. You're quiet to them, but to us, <laughs> to, to us, you, you, you're, you're the complete opposite. And um, yeah. I do want to thank you, you as know, well. And, and it's all about all gas and no brakes. You know, it's all about exactly. all gas and no brakes. That, that's me. Um, <laughs> ain't that yeah. the truth? Kind, kind of like talking so, with you now, man. I got my Xbox going. I got I, I got Sims running and and uh, everything else like that. So, um, you know, we have a huge game uh, coming this week. Um, you know, last week we we, we played um, the Sioux Falls Sioux Falls Sparrows. Um, credit the uh, Sioux Falls team. Uh, for uh, putting together one hell of a game plan and uh, just being dominant. They, they, they were in the championship game for a reason. Um, yep. But that's not taking anything away from our team. You know, we had uh, two picks from uh, Dakota and Frank. Um, we had a touchdown from Connor. Um, John Truesman did what John Truesman, what Mel and I knew what John Truesman could do. Um, Matt South did exactly what we thought Matt South would do, um, minus, m- minus in the pick. But, uh, you know, he, he's been out of the league since uh, season nine, so he has to get some of the rust off. Um, and, and, and I know the league knows that this team is nothing but a bunch of rookies, and I get that. But that's the scary part about our team. And I think Mel will, will attest to that, is that you just don't know what Portland's going to do because we are a bunch of rookies. I'm a rookie owner. You're, you're a rookie GM. Uh, Mel's a, a rookie um, offensive coordinator. Hell, or heck, I'm sorry. Um, heck, I'm a, I'm a rookie DC, right? You know, the, yeah. uh, the, the first time I put a, uh, um, a defensive playbook together was the All-Star game. Which you did a great so, job uh, on. Don't, 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 uh, don't sell yourself short on that one. Oh, man, you know, when you have a bunch of uh, all-stars, they, they make you look good. But uh, um, humble, humble but hungry. You know, that, 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 that's me. But, um, man, it's, it's been a fun ride. It's, uh, it's been fun. I am super, super stoked to have Jeremy Vega in the shipyard. Um, I told him the pool is nice and cool for him. The hot tub is hot. Just kind of depends on, on on what he needs to do during the game. If he if he if he's feeling really really hot because he's under pressure, he can hop in the pool. Or if he's a little cold now, he, he can hop in the hot tub. So you know, I'm I, I'm I, I can't wait for the Denver organization to step foot into the shipyard and uh, see what we have built. Um, and uh, it's gonna be a fun game. It's it's gonna be. Uh, lights out. Uh, it's going to be two, um, probably two different styles going after each other. Um, it's going to be just smash mouth, smash mouth football with uh, uh, Jared McChesney, J Train, and uh, John Truesman 
Um, it's going to be two gunslingers such as uh, 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 Miller and uh, Matt South, uh, wide receivers. Um, you know, you, you definitely can't sleep on on the old timer Logan Keel or Giacomo Jones or Bryce Battle. Um, and then you know, on our side, it's we I we as a collective have uh, have probably in my eyes two of the best teams in the league. You got a team that that's been around for for now four seasons, such as Denver, and then us here in, in, in our first season. Um, and uh, if we can keep every single piece of this puzzle together going into next season, and, and I know we just started season season fifteen, but as an owner, as a general manager, and as a uh, director of player personnel, such as Mel, we're always looking, you know, for uh, next season and. And, and building this season for next season. So um, we're, we're going to be competitive in every single game, even though that Mel and I have to be on this great radio show. Yeah, and, and I appreciate it, right? Like this great radio show was, uh, was really brought to life by you walking me through how to use this. Uh, it's been an amazing experience, and I've been trying to make it as great as your other shows have been. Uh, on this platform. So, um, and you're right, right? Like this game that's coming up is a, a, a true testament of what, what has been going on with your connection with Denver. Um, them seeing from going from a rookie to a coordinator to now an owner still coordinating, right? Um, I think that's going to be huge in them seeing the pieces that we put into place because a lot of hard work was done in this offseason. It's so funny because me and Ashley were talking about that, about how much of the hard work in this offseason, right? And I, I'm sure folks don't see that or they may see, oh, it's the simulation game. Like, how much work can you really do? No. There's a lot of work that you can really do. And there's never not there's never not enough time in a day for you to feel like you get all those things done. But the way that came, I really do think that we have foundational pieces that will grow with us um, and get us that championship to, uh, to, to Portland like we've been speaking from the beginning. Um, I think it's that championship mindset that you brought together uh, to know that it's it's championship or nothing, and we're working really hard to get there. Uh, Mel, we didn't lose you, did exactly. we? Exactly. No, no, still sitting here listening, gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure uh, you you were able to drop some words of wisdom um, it, whenever you're you're ready. Just jump on in; you should be good. But uh, Jacob, did you have anything that you wanted to address? players, um, you know, anything that you want to share going going into this next game? You know, go, going into this next game and, 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 the, and, the, and our theme song says it all. We ready. Um, we're ready. We're humble, but yet we're hungry. And uh, that, that, that's the message. And, and, and everyone has bought in. You know, there, there, there's some uh, – not SFL or organizations, but we'll just say organizations professionally that where, where you have certain players that may have not bought in to the system. Um, I can say all 20 players while well, I'm a player. So all 19 players um, have bought in to the Portland fleet system. Um, and, and for that, I commend every single one of you um, and, and just stay ready because I promise you, we, you know, this is going to sound cliche, and 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 I think all of us are old enough to know this movie, but we ride together, 
we die together. Bad boys for life. And uh, our, our defense is Portland fleet for life. But, uh, you know, our, our, our defense is definitely a bunch of bad boys. And uh, our, our, our offense is also a bunch of bad boys. So, you know, trust the process and uh, we'll get there. And, uh, again, I believe without a shadow of a doubt my offense is, uh, is in the best hands uh, in the league. And, and his name is, is uh, Mel Davis. And uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better o- offensive coordinator than him. And, and I think a coordinator I who that. also uh, gets involved, right? Uh, Mel, I, I, I don't want to steal that from you, but the involvement that you have with each and every one of us, I feel like I know exactly what's happening on offense. Um, so I don't want to say surprises because there's always a surprise, right? But, I mean, the way that you're with us, uh, what's going on and, and everything from there, I think it's really huge. And you're right. I think we have one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. The simple fact that he puts in the work. Um, any kind of free time that he has, typically when I hit him up, he says, I'm working on the playbook, Nelson. I'm working on this and that. And he's a very busy man, um, which, you know, I do want to you know, kind of say, hey, thank you, Mel, for everything you've been able to do and, and, and bringing me along on this journey. Definitely, I have to thank you for that. Oh, most much appreciated, but most importantly, guys, and I think we embody this. Teamwork makes the dream work. We're in this together, you know, from the players to the the guys that are like us who are in the front office. You know, rookies we may be, but you know, sometimes you have to take a step back and think about what is a rookie. Rookie just means you're new to the game. It doesn't mean you don't know the game. And I think that's something to keep in mind as as we continue to move forward, because you can account for rookies in a lot of different sports. But rookies bring newness, they bring freshness, they bring a different perspective, they bring something that keeps the game alive. And that's why every year in a lot of different sports, or almost every sport, you got a rookie. You know, they're coming in, they're bringing something new, something that uh, hopefully reinvigorates the organizations that they're a part of and um, reminds the people who have been around for a while that, you know, don't sit down and get comfortable because if there's a rookie in the house, he or she is going to bring something to the table that just might catch you off guard with. So I love the fact that we're rookies. I love the fact that we're new and we have an opportunity to do something that allows us to grow together. You know, we talk about it in a locker room all the time. You know, we're, you know, win, lose, or draw, we're in this together. And there are going to be some wins, there are going to be some losses, and there may even be some draws. We, we want to make sure there's more wins than there are losses, but, you know, you learn from your losses. You know, if you won every game, it's a wonderful thing to do, but you learn most from your, I don't want to call them your failures, but that's what they are. You know, last week yeah. against um, the Sparrows was a tough lesson. And kudos to the Sparrows and to the, the Sioux Fall organization because they basically said, welcome to the SFL, gentlemen. <laughs> you know, here's, here's your welcome card. And, and that's okay because the reality of all that as it sank in, and we all talked about it post-game, and uh, as, as Jacob likes to say, we chopped it up, it just creates a certain resolve in you that, ooh, it is amazing because none of us – on this, you know, on this team or in this group or in this organization are, are quitters. You know, it, yeah. you may have your setbacks, but setbacks are nothing more than a setup for a comeback. So, yeah, you know, it's it's a great experience, and, and we do spend a lot of time. And, 
we enjoy the time we're spending. I think that's the part to, to keep in mind, too, you know, to our team. I was sitting down last night, and I was still going over game film. And for those that um, probably don't comprehend how that is even possible, trust me, it's possible. SFL has a really unique way of being more than just a video game. It actually allows you to encompass, you know, some of the realities that go with uh, coaching and general managing and evaluating and um, sitting down going over, you know, our last game and, and was noticing things that we could have done better and some things that I thought we did really well despite the outcome. Of course, the score didn't detail any of that, but uh, if you just go by what's on the surface, then you don't know what's, as they like to say, you don't know what's in a person's heart. And I was uh, sharing some information with one of our players yesterday about how, you know, he may have had a bad call on him, but look, you know, look how, look how the character that, that he created bounced back. Look how the resolve of the team did not just fold like a lawn chair and go away. So, you know, week two, you know, I, I was talking briefly with uh, Jeremy just via Discord and texting after the game. And, you know, he said, heads up, keep, you know, don't don't quit, keep pushing forward, it'll get better. And I appreciate that. And it was something that, you know, I remember him always telling us as, as Denver Nightwings, he's like, hey, guys, it's not over till it's over. You know, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And uh, we fell one game short of the playoffs. So as we prepare for a game two uh, against uh, a team that we have much respect for and an owner and GM and players that we still know on that team have much respect for. We just want to make sure that we're as ready as we can be, as, our, as the song indicates, and prepared to put our players in the best position to succeed because that's really what it's all about, right? You know, we're supposed yep. to take the time out to set everything up so that when they get on the field, uh, and being a player myself, when we get on the field – we can see that success. We want to see that come to fruition. And as we talked about, Nelson, the last time I had an opportunity to sit down with you, it was all about one thing, being competitive. Be competitive. You know, be in the game and be competitive. And, and that's really what our goal is, ultimately to win it. But if you're not going to be competitive, you can forget winning because that's not going to happen. So, exactly. you know, that's, that's, that's kind of really where we are. And I had shared something with the fellas uh, early in the week. You know, something I plan to continue to do, but uh, just kind of reminding them of some of the quotes of some of the famous, you know, football coaches and coaches in general, you know. And it talked about, you know, if you get knocked down, it's not about getting knocked down. It's about what do you do when you get back up, you know. Forget that last play and let's just keep moving forward. So Sioux Falls, done. Let's move forward. Denver's on the on the horizon, and we need to be ready to, to give our best effort forward just, as far as they're concerned. And uh, the other thing I shared with the team this week, too, that, you know, I'm a very um, motivationally centered person, even in my, my daily job. It's, it's all about staying motivated about what you're doing. And one of the things I shared with them is uh, there was a, a clip about you will not outwork me. You will not outwill me. You will not outdo me. So that's the, the, the energy I bring. That's the energy that Jacob brings, that you bring. And I pray that's the energy that uh, the guys on our team start to embody. And all, already, I'd say all of them do. But um, that's what we want to represent. When you say Portland Fleet, 
their their motto is yes hashtag battle ready you know hashtag humble but hungry but don't forget hashtag you will not outwork me you will not outwill me and we're not going to give up in anything that we strive to achieve and i think ultimately that's what will take us to where where we want to go uh, it may take some time you know we, we keep it real it may take some time but at the same time as we said last time if you don't reach for really, really high goals, you don't stretch yourself. If you don't stretch yourself, you don't grow, and you become complacent, and you just kind of stay where you are, and and that's not something that uh, I feel like we embody. So yeah, let's go get them. There's a, get lot of, a lot of truth to that, and, and that's what, you know, letting people see what we talk about on the daily, what we do on the daily. I think that's the whole purpose of, you know, welcome to the ship. We have a glimpse of what we do on the is going hey, to this season. Hey, we don't, yeah. I, I think that radio is, can, can air the, half the stuff I, I, that, that I say and, and that I talk about with you guys. <laughs> I mean, again, it's just a small glimpse. It's just a small glimpse, right? Um, because I, I think, again, folks don't know. Yeah, I don't think folks know what what really gels us together. It's that mindset. It's that always coming through and and, and thinking of something. I don't want to be innovative, but something that just helps the team. We I've never really came up with anything, and I don't think Mel has, nor have yourself said, "Hey, this is something that's that's best just for me." Uh, it's always been, "Hey, this is what's best for the team. This is what's best for the organization. This is the best for for everybody." And um, this again gave a small glimpse of that ability to say, "Hey, this is what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis." Now, my question to you both is: I know the game didn't turn out the way we wanted, but just give me a quick analysis of how great things. What were some of those great things you saw, Jacob? What was your analysis? You know, really controlling that defense, and Mel, what was your analysis of, of controlling that offense? You know, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I got a, a conference call that I got to get on here with a, a couple other owners. So um, what what the defense did hanging in three quarters, three solid quarters with the Sioux Falls Sparrows, that says it all. Um, you know, Frank Champion, I'm on takes, Mel Davis, um, Derek Majors, um, Dakota, Bob Funk, Shot Allen, Shot Allen. Um, she the, the the list goes on, and I I will. We'll go Gary Bernie. We'll go VP. We'll go um, Robert, Robert Derwin. Um, just keep them named in, in your head when you play the Portland Fleet defense. Because you're going to see that no-fly zone. You're going to – the quarterbacks will be on their back because of our front seven. Just, just remember the sack, that the sack when exchange, you're game playing. Was another one, the sack exchange, was that another one that we had yeah. going on with our defensive line, our front seven? We do. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the stock – you know, instead of the uh, stock exchange, it's the sack exchange. You know, so um, I, I'm proud of my defense. Um but as the head coach, I'm I'm also proud of of, of that uh, particular offense. Even though we only put up seven points, I'm not going to steal mouth thunder. But uh, as the offensive coordinator, 
or not the offensive coordinator, but as the uh, as the head coach, I couldn't be prouder of this squad than uh, than the, than what I am now. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, and and thank you for taking the time out the busy schedule. I already know you have so many conference calls and things that you have to do. So again, I appreciate Jacob for you sharing the time and sharing a little bit about yourself and sharing what you think the game went um, from there. So thank you again. And Mel, what about your side? What what do you how do you feel that that is? And Jacob, uh, if you do have to get off, hey, I completely understand. Um, Mel, what about yours? Well, you know, going back and sitting down and, and, and watching the game play by play, evaluating each play, each segment of, of what we did or, or did not do. And, you know, if you looked at the score, you know, you'd look, look at the score and say, wow, these guys, they just were, you know, as they say, men amongst boys. But that wasn't really the truth. You know, the true story about the the game was, was in the actual plays that actually occurred. And football is a game of inches in real life as well as in, you know, these, these simulated games. And that's what really came to be. You know, I watched a lot of plays. We were inches from a first down, inches from continuing a drive. And, you know, those aren't excuses. That's just something to build on. That's just something to say, okay, guys, we were inches. We weren't totally out in left field, uh, but we've got something to build on. And, and this upcoming week and weeks to come, we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to uh, go back to the chalkboard and figure out what did we not do right and what could we do better and just continue to refine the process as we, as we go forward. You know, I, I watched, you know, Matt make some really good plays, you know, and, and of course, interceptions are a part of the game. But when you sit down and evaluate it, you ask yourself, did you really put Matt in the best situation he could be in to succeed? You know, any time that the team doesn't succeed or the offense doesn't succeed, that, you know, they say players play the game, and that's true. Well, in this scenario, they do, but also the preparation that they're given to the game is really what's key. So I've got to hold myself accountable and say, hey, look, you know, we, we put seven points on the board, and, and I know we're better than that. I know we're capable of more than that, but talk is cheap. You know, I have to be able to – uh, be able to put put these guys in a position and put the plays in the game that's going to show just how good they are and can be. So that's really the goal, Nelson. There's no excuses. You know, you take your, you know, you take your lumps and you you go back to the drawing board and you figure out how you're going to redraw it and come back to the table and and you do it again. You know, and uh, just keep going over and over and over until you find that combination that is going to be the winning combination. You know, and as we get ready to take on Denver, hats off to them too. Watch their game the other night, and it was surgical. It was a surgical game plan, and that's no disrespect to to Vegas because you know Vegas came to play too. And you know that's the really cool part about all this. It's a chess match, you know, and as it unfolds on the field, uh, there are going to be opportunities that occur, and there are going to be situations that that occur, and and you get a chance to just to see how it all works out, you know, the masterminds against the masterminds, and, and that's what just keeps you coming back. So as we continue to prepare and get ready for our game on Sunday evening, I believe it is, the last game of the, uh, of the ticket on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening rather, um, we just want to make sure that our guys are as ready as they can be uh, and make sure that uh, myself and Jacob have put the best uh, presentation of an offense and a defense on the field that we can uh, against a really, really, really 
uh, good team that Denver represents, and that's not taking yeah. anything away from us. You know, rookies, as I said, rookies just means we're new, but it doesn't mean we don't know what we're doing. And uh doesn't mean that we can't continue to learn how to do it better. So sometimes when facing rookies, it can be a little scary because you can overlook a rookie and think a rookie is not what you thought. Uh, but you can go back through history and find rookies in all different sports and realize, wow, they can truly, truly change a league. Michael Jordan was a rookie when he was out there, uh, but Michael Jordan tore up the league. Uh, you can go through rookies in all different sports and find that same scenario. Alex Levickson was a rookie in, in hockey, and he tore up the league his first year. So it's about learning, being humble, as Jacob said, being hungry, and I think we embody all of that. You know, like I said, yeah. win, lose, or draw. You know, we're here to compete and can put our best foot forward. So looking forward to Sunday night, looking forward for another opportunity to put a product on the field that will – uh, be representative of who we are and, um, you know, uh, with with a lot of hard work and uh, a good game in play, may even have an opportunity of coming away with a win. And yeah. uh, if so, outstanding. If not, then we regroup again and, and come back to the table. And I think you're right, right? I think uh, Denver came out and showed why they were champions season 13, right? And um, Oh, most definitely. You know, um, most definitely. That's, again, where if we don't plan properly, we can get exposed to where, you know, you, you don't want to get that fact. But the, the good thing is I know what you guys have been able to do, um, you know, throughout this whole period of time. I know Sioux Falls, given the synopsis that you guys had and the respect that we've had for Sioux Falls and the respect we have for the Denver Nightwings, uh, doesn't go, uh, you know, doesn't go without saying because of the time and effort you put in every single playbook. This was not by mistakes. This was countless hours and hours of redoing. And you had glitches with your system. And even with those adversities, you still went ahead and created a great game plan, which I know you've had. And yeah, that's that's where you have to show that respect to one another and show that respect to each and every one of those players. I mean, again, the running back, running back for for Denver, uh, McChesney, right? played amazingly. Yeah. Uh, Miller went ahead and put his team in, in great positions to win. And then their defense went ahead and shut down a lot of the, the times, the, you know, any kind of offenses that, that Vegas was putting in at that time um, to really show, Hey, this is what we're about and what we're able to do with, but with that being said, again, we always go into any of these opponents saying, Hey, we, we have a chance to win and we do. And that's one thing that I, I think well, you I have to, if, if you walk yeah. into any game, not feeling like you have a chance to win, you might as well go home. You know, you, you have a chance <laughs> to win. That's why you play the game. You know, everybody it's zero, zero when it starts. Now, prayerfully it's not zero, zero when it's over, but it's zero, zero when it starts. And, and, and if you don't feel like you have a chance to win or you're not being competitive enough to win, then you need to fold the lawn chair, man, and and pack it up. So I totally agree with you on that, respecting any of the opponents you may face, but you definitely have a chance to win, and that opportunity will unfold. And as, as what's the other cliche on any given Sunday? Well, it just so happens we're on Sunday. So <laughs> any given Sunday, anything is possible uh, for, for the outcomes of these games. So looking forward yeah, to it. And I think I've I've told you about this before, right? The really cool thing about this league, and and again, I do want to always share, right? We're talking about the Simulation Football League. Um, You can find it on 11 uh, 11 Sports for the fans. 
Uh, you can find it on YouTube, Twitch. Just search for Simulation Football League or go to simulationfl.net, and that should get you to what we're talking about, right? But um, I told you before, right, the really cool thing about this league is that we have caps, okay? We have – everybody has the same opportunity to come in into these games having the best product on the field, right? And it really takes strategic because this is not, for the folks that don't know, this is not a, a player-played game, okay? This is not something that somebody no, with, a, no. with a controller and playing. No, these are, uh, this is a computer deciding, hey, this is what Portland wants to put in, this is what Denver wants to put in, this is what so-and-so wants to put in, and now we're going to take those playbooks and we're going to try to make what that person envisions in the game to happen. And, and that's something that... Correct makes you enjoy it, whether you're a coach, whether you're an owner, whether you're a GM, whether you're a player, right? You get to enjoy it just like the fans do because we have no control on what happens. And we sit there and we're like – Or no well, idea what? what the outcome is going to be. That's the exciting part <laughs> exactly. about it. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. When they drop back to throw that ball deep and that ball disappears out of the screen and comes back down in the screen, you have no idea. Is the guy open? Did he catch it? Is he about to get it picked? What is the story? Uh, it was a play last week. You know, and I have the opportunity to be the middle linebacker, and uh, it sure looked like Portland was about to score on us again. And the ball came across the middle, receiver about to catch it, and, you know, the linebacker player that, that, that represents, you know, me, he comes across from the middle of the end zone and just lays a hit and dislodges the ball. That That's football, you know. It's simulation, yep. but in this, this day and time in which we all crave our sports, God bless, whatever those sports may be, and because of safety reasons, we have to kind of keep ourselves distanced as fans. This just gives us another opportunity to enjoy something, be a part of it, whether you want to be a fan, be involved, as Nelson was indicating, how to do that. It, it's a pretty amazing thing. And uh, I, I just enjoy the unknown. You know, I, I remember playing games and stick playing and, and all those different games that are out there, but it just became so repetitive. You know, you spin, you jump, you, you run, you, you click, click, click. That's none of this. You know, I had a buddy of mine goes, okay, so I have to get a, a game system to do this? I said, no, 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 no. I said, all you have to do is go in, sign up, and become a part of the league. I said, you sit down and you watch. You know, the time it takes to do that and enjoy that is, is minimal uh, in, in, in its full concept. Now, if you decide to become more involved, then sure, there's more to be done. Like you said, it's 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 a lot of work, as I was told before I had the opportunity as well. But um, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable, man. It's all fun. And if we're not having fun, then, again, we might as well go home. No matter who we are, we might as well go home. So just glad to be here and glad to have the opportunity to, to continue to be a part of it and grow and learn and uh, take your <laughs> take your knocks and get back up. Just keep getting yeah. back and, up. That's, that's and I do want to shout out one of our players. It looks like he is listening to uh, the show tonight. So shout out to Art Vandalay, our wide receiver. I appreciate you. And, I, and, and if you didn't hear it, I did shout you out for being one of the top in special teams right now uh, in receiving. So uh, shout out to you, Art. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. And I think that's that's the part of the game that, you know, it, that's that fine tune that you were talking about. That's that finding the right balance. That's that um, – getting involved in, and taking what you've seen because you've been looking at film, not to look at film to dissect it, to say, hey, this is what went wrong. It's to figure out what worked, what needs to kind of be fine-tuned, what needs to be looked at so we can find that right balance, um, you know, as a team in general. And I think, again, 
that's what makes that's what's going to make you very successful in this league, right? Not to toot your horn your own horn or anything like that, but I think again, all the things you've done, the and and mind you, you're just not an OC. You're also a director of player personnel. You make sure the progressions are going good. You uh, speak with our players daily. Um, all plays a factor on, on on your success, and I'm really excited to see what you, what you and Jacob put together when it comes down to this game against Denver. I know your connection with Denver. Uh, that you and Jacob both have, and again, it'll be it'll be a friendly face to see your the the people you went to battle with, uh, you know, to say hey, how's it going? Welcome to our our team, but then it's afterwards right, saying exactly. hey, now how can we go ahead and and capitalize because a win at home against Denver would be very big for our fan base, for our team, for our players to know what exactly is possible and exactly what we're trying to accomplish. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, you can only deep dive so much, and I know you're prepping, and I know you're trying to get a lot of things in order. Um, but is there any final thoughts or anything you wanted to share, Mel, with the fans, with, you know, players that might be listening, whoever, uh, final thoughts about going into week two? And then, actually, too, how how did you think week one went? I mean, not in just our game, but just in general, the whole week one. Like, no, how did the, you the feel entire, that went? Week one, was it, was it was exciting, man. It was exciting to see – different teams get out there. And, and I think Ashley put a, a top on that after waiting for so long uh, after SFL M uh, kind of summed its, its season up and, and, and finished and didn't have the opportunity to, for us all to get out there. It was fun. It was fun. It's emotional. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's anxiety ridden. You know, I found myself pacing back and forth behind my couch, watching the television in our game and then I've got other buddies in the game. Uh, shout out to my cousin Z Club and my buddy Scott Johnson and my other buddy Ron Gulch and my buddy uh, Rob Brower. It's just exciting, man. It's exciting. You know, we all have jobs we do every day in different, different backgrounds. And this is an opportunity. I think Ashley said again, it's a hobby, but it's a very unique hobby. So shout out to Cam for just creating this amazing, amazing environment for all of us to become a part of in so many different ways um as far as as week two you know, just get ready to have fun again i'm gonna sum it up like that not gonna get too involved and obviously not gonna talk game plans because that that's not what this is all about you know that that's for behind doors but it's just to get out there and have fun man enjoy it and i encourage our, our guys to to enjoy it trust the process you know we we are a Rookie, yes, young, developing team, but let's grow together because I'll tell you one thing, if we're able to really accomplish that, and when I say grow, I mean in all different ways and, 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 and in friendships and uh, communication with one another, and we stick this out, regardless of the outcome uh, this season, we're all going to be that much better, that much stronger, that much more capable, that much more experienced, and it, it makes next year even greater. So not to get too far ahead of myself, as they say, get out over your skis. We got game two. There's a long season in front of us. There's 12 games in total, and now we have 11 more to go. Uh, but just looking at the, the big picture, uh, it's exciting. And um, right now, looking at the micro picture, it's all about Denver. Sunday evening, 635, I think they said, 630. Not sure if that's Eastern or Central Standard Time. Yeah, it's 630 our time, if I'm not mistaken. Here we go. We will be there and uh, be meeting some ex-teammates 
old teammates from Denver, you know, to, told Jeremy the other night, I said, hey, man, we got to have a in the 50-yard the, the line type of scenario where we kind of meet and greet and, you know, say what's happening, and then it's game time and see what we all can exactly. bring to the table once again. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Well, Mel, we'll be there right next to you, right? Uh, you're my uh, offensive coordinator, so I'm hoping to help the offense out this time around. Uh, get down the field and, and make a difference and make an impact. Hashtag make an impact, right? Um, but again, Mel, That's thank you again plan. for for tonight. I appreciate. It. I know you're gonna go back to the lab, back to yes, sir. the uh, film room and everything else. So again, you have you a wonderful night. Thanks for joining me tonight. All right. Appreciate you, man. Be blessed. Stay safe, everybody out there, and we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mel. All right, brother. Later. All right. Later. All right, guys. So. Uh, we went ahead. We went into the shipyard. I do want to take uh, the last final moments to uh, uh, just say my, my pieces, thank my folks. Um, and, and again, I want to thank Ashley Jackson today uh, for spending the time and, uh, and, and sharing her journey from season 12 up to season 15 and the amazing work that she's been able to do. Um, I also want to thank uh, our owner, Jacob Ovet, uh for uh, take the time out to share, dress with the fans, the team, everybody to understand like, hey, uh, this is what's going on. This is our vision. This is our dream. And this is how we came to be. And letting you know that he's also a rookie. But guess what? He has done amazing things in one whole season. Um, so you have to congratulate him. Same thing with Mel Davis going ahead and being a rookie offensive coordinator. Though, if you haven't listened to my first podcast, uh, you can go ahead and look at that Well, uh, inside the league with uh, GM Nelson Lozano. Um, listen out for it. You'll learn more about Mel and his mass amounts of experience that he has. But again, I, I made this, this whole uh, radio show, this whole podcast, this whole thing to really bring you inside of this, bring you inside of this rookie, uh, rookie organization that folks all want to know what's going on, bring in the veterans and the people who really make this or this holy run as a whole. And I think, again, sharing that, we'll be doing these shows every Friday night um, at 9 p.m. And they'll go all the way for about two hours or so, uh, depending on how the night goes. But again, it gives you a little bit of insight. And we'll be doing this continuously every single time. I hope you join me in that journey. Uh, speaking about uh, kind of week two because week two is right around the corner not just looking into the hey um, of course the Portland versus uh, Denver game that we keep on speaking of and that is at 6.30 on Twitch again but speaking about some of these games that will be uh, quite exciting I do want to shout out uh, to my friends over there in Arizona going against uh, Houston and we ta- and actually shared a little bit about that background of, of of that history of that but that should be a very exciting game and I think honestly a lot of these games would be exciting um, but I am very excited to see our expansion other expansion teams play so I'm, I'm excited to see what Fort Worth does against Queen City that has also some ties with the, we know Denver and Portland has ties through Mel and Jacob but this also has ties with um, Stephen Hacker 
and his and his some of his people that came from Queen City over to uh, the new expansion. So that should be a very interesting game. I know London also has some players that have played on London squad that's now with Louisiana, and uh, I'm pretty sure that will be a pretty interesting game as well. And all these games, I mean, honestly, if you're able to tune in into any of them, I promise you that you will have a great experience because, again, it's not just about the games. It's not just about the players. It's about the broadcasters, the folks who are doing stats, the scenes that are making sure that the uh, broadcasters know what they're talking about. They understand who the players are and really make that uh, overall experience. And shout out to our guys who are also doing stats. I think Art Vandalay is doing stats for us as well. I do want to share it with him as well. I do want to see the Lone Star of the Vancouver game. I, I, again, any of these new expansion teams or these new franchises that were moving around, I'm very excited to see you guys play because we're all in the same boat in this together with the outcomes of what we're trying to accomplish. So there should be some really uh, great games. Atlanta versus Sioux Falls, that's your basically your championship game uh, from last year. Happening again in, in week number two. And a lot of these games have so much connections and have so much things. And, and I urge my listeners, if you are listening, take the time out to research this. Take the time out to research this Population Football League. They have been around since 2013. We are in 2020. That shows you the time, the effort, everything that has been put in. And I want to tip my hat. I always will say, you know, thank you again to uh, Cameron Irvine for what he has been able to give and from 2013 to 2020 to grow your product consistently always think about pushing it to the forefront and making it to the quality product that he has and then allowing us as people to take this quality product and say hey we want to make it our own i have to thank him and take a portion of the show to say that thank you but nonetheless guys look um i don't want to keep on rambling or going forward uh if I see you out on Discord, hey, reach out to me. Uh, it's Nelson Lozano, Portland Fleet GM. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I'm also on Twitter. You can reach out to me at Ray Supreme, or you can find us on our Portland team at SFL underscore Fleet. Uh, that's where you can connect with us as, as well. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, Portland Fleet. Just search for that. You should see our video of our first kind of hype up of when we were kind of getting started and everything else. Um, again, our drafts just really get involved and if you have any questions reach out to me again thank you so very much for my guests tonight thank you for everybody who got involved and i'll see you guys next time on next thursday all right take care